in defense of railroading. This is Demystified, solving DM mysteries in 20 minutes or less, because the only hard part is scheduling the next session. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Joey. And I'm Asaf. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between telling a story with structure and ignoring your player's wishes. First off, railroading is a term that's thrown around a lot in DM circles. D&D, it is almost always associated with negative experiences. What is the common perception of railroading? Not just DM circles. Players are fully aware what railroading is. Yeah. I mean, my players like to accuse me of railroading pretty much every session. <laughs> so I, I would say it's it's mostly your wife who does it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't it's but I, I it's really just because they don't understand what railroading really is. Okay. So what do they think it is? Okay, so they think the railroading is is me having a story planned out for them for the session, I think. Mm-hmm. But really you need the story to make the game make sense, to make the game work. And that kind of railroading is okay. If you have a session planned, if you have an encounter planned out or a series of events planned out, and your party doesn't want to interact with those events, then you kind of wasted all of your time prepping that stuff. So directing the players towards those series of events can be perceived as railroading. Right. Yeah. A lot of the players will have this perception that if something happens around their character, that it was railroaded. Like, if they don't directly want something to happen, then it was decided for them. That's not necessarily true as a railroading type thing, because in the perspective of the game, things are happening in the world. Like, an NPC wants something to happen, and if that happens, the players can act on it in many ways but it's still gonna happen because that npc wants it so railroading is the perception that bad things happen to the players which can be the consequences of their own bad decisions which is kind of the opposite of railroading it's not just bad things happening it's things happening that they didn't directly cause to happen okay So if they go to a place and they didn't want to start a fight there, but a fight happens, their view is we were forced into this. Right. Even though an NPC might be like, these guys are causing me trouble. I'm going to ambush them and try and kill them. The player didn't want to fight. A fight happened. They felt railroad. So what is railroading? Railroading is anytime a player choice is ignored. And it can be a small thing or a big thing, but it's like not just ignored, but if the player choices are kind of avoided or not taken into account in what happens. So going back to that scenario, if the player go to a place and they're not expecting a fight and they see that a fight could happen and they go somewhere else and a fight happens there anyways that's more so of railroading where they knew that something could happen and they don't want it to happen they took actions to prevent it from happening and it happened anyway right so the player choices don't have an impact on the story basically or another example is 
where the DM expects the players to perform a certain action in order to progress the story a certain way or in order to overcome an obstacle. Yeah, that's another one where the DM requires a certain action for the story to progress. So there's the allow list option. I'm going with modern IT parlance here. Allow listing is where only allowed actions, such as you are going to get in a fight, can happen. And then there's block listing, which is anything that isn't a suitable solution is going to be blocked. Right. Yeah. Right. And if the players need to escape from a city and they come up with a solution like going through the sewers and digging a tunnel, but the DM only wants the players to climb the wall, then that is railroading. Okay. That's the bad kind of railroading. Right. Yeah. I actually have a a great example. You reminded me of that. When I was a player in a campaign, and I think I may have mentioned this before, the DM wanted us to stay in the city because of that's where his story was. And he presented it as the lord of the city put the city on lockdown, closed the gates, wasn't letting anyone out. And we were being hunted by the lord. He wanted to, to, to arrest us or something. So we had the idea of like, we well, we don't want to get arrested. And if the lord wants us trapped in the city, we're going to escape. So we were coming up with ways to escape the city. Now, we didn't know that the DM was, like, wanting us to stay in the city for story reason. He just presented it as, we can't leave, and something bad will happen if we stay. So we got to a point where we were like, well, we're going to climb the walls. My character had a lot, of, like, really high athletics was and had a really high strength and could carry everyone, <laughs> the whole party, because just his strength was ridiculous. So I was climbing the wall, and he was coming up, like, trying to come up with things that would keep us and requiring checks, and I passed all of them, and I got over the wall, and I just ruined his session. Right. Because I wasn't following the railroad he planned of like, I need them to stay in the city. And he didn't communicate that other than trying to make it difficult. He didn't communicate that, hey, I only planned city stuff. Right. So in that sense, that was railroading in that he only wanted us to stay. And any option that that we didn't want to do, he kind of put a block in our way to keep us. An obstacle. And that's not the good kind of railroading. And now I understand Planning a session in a certain area and wanting to play the content that you've planned, that's something that, sadly, the DM has to communicate to the players, you know, and let the players know. And that's really the distinction between, you know, the good, I'm throwing up air quotes here, the good kind of railroading and the bad kind of railroading. Okay, so... The general solution here is communication, where the DM failed to communicate that you leaving was moving beyond the scope of his planning and that he wouldn't be able to have a session for you guys to do that. And so if he instead had kind of stepped out of character and said, guys, if you go this way, we're going to have to end for the night. I feel like that that would have been more positively received. But because there wasn't that communication, then you guys felt left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, we were very frustrated by the end. And right. he was frustrated because we did successfully escape. Right. But now he was like, all of my planning was ruined and I got nothing. And now I have to do this whole thing. He came out of the session upset. We came out of the session frustrated. Right. And it was just. Right. Yeah. And then there's also the inverse where the players are communicating that, no, we aren't interested in what's going to happen. 
And I've actually seen this in a podcast recently. If any of you, I've mentioned this in the past, uh, Taz Graduation is really notorious if you are into like D&D podcasts because the DM, I think at one point his players, his table, were like, no, we don't want to do that. And he said, well, tough, you're doing it anyway. And so he didn't listen to his players trying to communicate. And I think that that really came through and hurt the the podcast as a whole. Yeah. So a more positive way to look at it or a, a positive kind of railroading is, and it again involves communication, Right. is if your players are coming to a dungeon, for example, and they were outside the dungeon at the end of the last session, they hadn't gone in yet, and they communicated to you that they're planning on going in, Right. you do all the prep, and then you, you sit down at the table, and they're like, we actually want to go somewhere else. Hmm. So you would have to have the communication and be like, guys, I thought you were going in this dungeon. Right. It's all I prepped. Like, if we don't go in the dungeon, you know, we can we can call it and come back next session. Or give me a couple hours to go prep some stuff. Right. Or we can go in the dungeon. Yeah. Like, that communication is important. If the DM instead said, no, you're going in the dungeon, or the kind of somehow in-story force them into the dungeon that would have been a bad quotes here bad railroading right right and so those are big stories like what we're going to do for the session relies on the planning but players expect to have a certain amount of freedom had you stayed in the city and not tried to escape and instead tried to route your way around an npc or a particular fight or something else what are some tools for new dms who maybe would have to improv to make it feel like that their player decisions are having an impact on the session. Well, first thing I want to say is that when you're DMing and you're creating a story with people, there has to be a lot of trust. And it takes a long time to build that with your player, especially if it's a new group. And the best way to build that is with just the communication, out of game communication. But to get back to the the point, how can we help DMs stay on the rails or bring the campaign back right to, um, to make the rails not feel so restrictive i like to use events like when i am planning a a session i don't so much plan environments and locations as much as i plan what's going to happen who they're going to meet and what these people are going to say and the kinds of interactions that they're going to have that's going to progress the story no matter where the party is. And I think a good way to see examples of this is a lot of the pre-written adventure campaigns for 5e. A lot of the locations have, and I know I said I don't prep like so much prep locations as events, but each of the locations in a pre-written adventure has events that occur. And those are really great examples of how to get a story back on track, how to reel the players back in, or just keep them occupied and focus on the story. Can you give an example or two? One of my favorite things in Curse of Strahd, when you get to Valaki, there are a number of events that they have in that village that you can play out at any point while they're, they're in the town, uh, exploring, talking to people, shopping, whatever. There's a tiger attack that introduces you to a bunch of different NPCs, town guards, and other important NPCs like Von Richten. And you can have that happen at any point while they're exploring the town. A couple of the tools that you can do is 
like when you're planning an encounter or a, a situation, don't prep the solution. So just what I'll do in my notes, I'll say they meet this person and this person wants X, right. Y, and Z. And I don't know if he's going to get it or if he's going to give them what they want. All I know is this is what he wants. And the players come in and depending on how they interact with this person, he might give them what they want or he might not. Right. And if he doesn't, then the players have to find a different solution. Another part of that same thing is don't require the solution come from only one place. Right. So if they need to get into a room and they need a key, don't have that key only be in possession of one NPC who they can't kill. Right. Allow them to find the key in other places that might make sense. Right. So there's an old writer's adage that coincidence can only get your protagonist into trouble, not out of it. So that's a way of saying that random stuff in the universe can happen to your players as long as it's bad stuff. It kind of makes sense. So when you're building events, like a tiger attack or someone wants something, that's a form of conflict where an obstacle is put in their path between what they want and what they have. And it's up to the players to solve that conflict by overcoming either the tiger attack or the NPC or the contract or the dungeon or the whatever. There's a couple different situations that you can come into. So there's a little bit of, of player agency that you can take away in the very, 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 very beginning of a campaign mm -hmm. when you're like setting up the campaign. And what I mean is that like I give what, what I'm doing is I'm giving the players a thing and I'm saying you are already hired to do something. Right. So you have to make a character that would want to do this. That fits a profile. Yes. That's kind of taking away a little bit of the agency, but it's kind of requiring their buy-in. And you can tell them, like, I, I understand you, you really want to make character A. So is character A going to do this plot point thing? But you can only do that at the very beginning. Because once they have their character, you can no longer take away and say, your character must do X, Y, and Z. Right. So then once you get past that point, you have to present them with situations where their character has a motivation to do it. Okay. So going back to the earlier story-based telling, or again, where you have your planning, how could you plan in general for your players to hop off the rails? Say that they just really aren't feeling the dungeon or the city or the scenario that that's planned for tonight. Is there any way to salvage the play session or do you just send people home? I mean, that really depends on how much you know your adventure or how well you know your adventure, how well you know your NPCs and how well that you can improvise. Right. It's good to always be prepared for things to go off the rails. Right. Is there anything you can do to help with that scenario? Or maybe the players want to duck into a side alley, do something different for a little while and then come back to your story. That kind of depends on the DM's level of skill. A new DM who's never DM'd before, has not done a lot of improv, might find it difficult to spontaneously react to the players. Okay. One of the easiest things to make that happen or to, to allow that, that reaction is to become, as Joey said, to become very familiar with your setting. And that can be as grand as knowing your entire world or as little as like... I'm very familiar with this set of NPCs that they're going to be reacting with, their motivations. So if the players do something unexpected, 
I can react in a way that the NPC can plausibly do. Okay. So that requires a bit of forethought, and you can't just throw that together last minute unless you have a lot of practice doing that. Okay, so if you're being pushed out of your prep and out of your comfort zone, then maybe it's time to call a timeout and just communicate to your players, hey guys, uh, this is going to be session ending. Well, it also depends on how far outside they're going. If right. they're going just a little bit out, outside, you can say, all right, guys, uh, um, we're going to take a refreshment break. Give me 20 minutes. Sure. And I can kind of figure out what's going to happen. Or if it's really, really drastic, you can say, like, give me a couple hours. Or you can say, I, this is going to have to be next session. Sure. So it really depends how far out your comfort and pre-pre- like pre-understanding of your situation you are. Sure. Okay. Make sure you have those NPCs statted. That's all, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stat some NPCs. We, we'll have some episodes later about minimum levels of prep for your campaign. And this might be a way that you could prepare for going off the rails. Getting a good DM screen can help. Right. Because they have a lot of the general stuff that you can use. So if they, the players are fighting something that you hadn't prepped for, you can go off of the what is a dangerous amount of damage or to hit for someone of their level. Right. So the DM screen has some of that in there. That was one mystery demystified. Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> This was Demystified. If you liked it, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review or share this with your friends. Our website is demystified.com. Just the letter D, mystified.com. Do you have a question for us? Reach out via our Twitter handle, at Pickled Wizards, or ask on Facebook, at Pickled Wizards. Same page. We might talk about your problem here.